everyone, welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, here hosting alongside my cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. So much to unpack this week. So, so much. much to unpack, so much like new, fun stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to get started with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode one. Let's get right into it. We're not going to waste any time. No, nope, so swooping in on Red Wing itself. Yes, I like it. So, quick recap of the episode. We had that awesome opening where Falcon is on a rescue mission uh, and there's a big helicopter chase uh, against Batrock and a terrorist group called the LAF. Right. Um, we also get our intro to Joaquin Torres right off the bat. Um, in the comics, Joaquin Torres takes the Falcon mantle after Sam becomes Cap. So interesting. Going to be interesting to see what they do with this character because he's not just introduced. He's he's throughout this whole episode. So he seems to be a prominent side character for this series. He is a factor. Later, Sam is struggling with a bout of imposter syndrome uh, when deciding what to do with Cap's shield. Ultimately, he decides to donate it to the U.S. government for a museum display. Uh, then we catch up with Bucky, who has a dream about a prior mission where he kills some people and what looks to be an innocent bystander. Um he is in therapy as mandated by his pardon from the U.S. government, and he's currently trying to make amends for his past actions, but not in the way his therapist would really like, and yeah. he's going after known Hydra associates. Uh, meanwhile, Joaquin attempts to go undercover to infiltrate a different terrorist group called the Flag Smashers, uh, which doesn't go well for him, and he feels sam in on his failed attempt uh bucky tries dating um and he has a good friend who i don't have the name of but he is an older gentleman who he apparently killed his son on that flashback dream mission that we see it's heavily implied that his actually i think they show a picture of of the son in mm. the elderly gentleman's uh, apartment so yes trying to deal with do i tell him how am i going to tell him that i yeah. murdered his that's son? all but confirmed and, and the the man is you know very concerned and and consumed with wanting to find out how his son died he knows it wasn't an accident he knows something happened um then we have sam who is busy trying to help his sister in louisiana uh, with the fishing business that they inherited from their parents uh he tries to get them alone but despite being an Avenger, he cannot get one from the bank. Uh, finally, we see on the television the announcement that John Walker will be taking over as Captain America. Now, let's just... Uh, here, all right. One, I'm going to skip over the drama with, uh, did, you know, did he kill the son? Didn't he? That issue. Cause that's like, well, he very clearly did. He very clearly did. He very like, clearly did. Just a, yeah. Well, it's not worth wasting time going down that rabbit hole. He's suffering. We're going to figure out whether or not something comes of that shortly. 
and it is what it is. Like that's mm-hmm. just the necessary emotional baggage he had to carry. And Falcon is carrying all this. We can't get money from the bank baggage uh, as a side from what I think was the biggest moment, the reveal of the new government sanctioned uh, captain. Yes, of course. Now, uh, so here's my issue. John Russell. Okay. okay. The, the character, the, the new John Walker. Sanction. John, John Walker, Walker. Excuse me, Walker. Uh, he has no lips. Mm-hmm. Did you see the picture of him? Yes. I think it's a perfect casting choice. You can't trust a man with no lips. <sighs> and, and he just has that. He has, you know what he reminded me of? It reminded me of the uh, J- Joffrey, King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. He has that face. Yeah, you just want to like punch. He's got mm-hmm. that face that you can't really get behind. Um, yep. But like, here's the interesting thing. In all of that, didn't you find it? Uh, how did you take Rhodey, who you didn't mention in, in the? Yes, in the, they have a conversation. There. They have a conversation. How do you like? I thought that was a perfect choice to send to uh falcon to have that conversation he's military he was in the group he's been maimed and hurt himself Mm -hmm. like from a character perspective i think it's great uh and he seems to have no interest because he always wanted you know he wanted the suit of his own he wanted all this stuff he has no interest in the in the mantle either but definitely has an opinion well i think his i took that conversation almost as like and maybe I, I interpreted it incorrectly, but almost as like Rhodey suggesting to like make it, for Sam to make his own path. Like there was a reason why Cap gave you that shield. Yeah. And so like make your own decision, but like it wasn't a mis- He didn't make a mistake doing that. Like it was intentional what he did. And so with right. Sam doubting himself and giving the shield back, like I think that's very much a, a, a relatable thing for him to be going through right sure. now. Like, again, he's he's basically got imposter syndrome. Like, this is Captain America. This is his shield. How could yeah. I ever live up to him and what he meant? Um, Which in itself is worthy of the shield. Correct. Like being of, concerned yeah. with that and having that is yeah, like is that. definitely an aspect of being worthy of it, right? Um, to yeah. have that kind of, um, I guess, to be that humble to like think that you're undeserving of it because right. of how great the person was before you. Um, but yeah, I took that that roadie conversation as like, you know, a light suggestion that like. You're making this decision now, but you might be going back to like following in Cap's footsteps because right. he didn't make a mistake when he gave you this shield. Now, on the heels of that conversation, so I agree with you about the he didn't make a mistake when he gave it to you. I do think Rhodey was pushing him to just do it. Yes. Uh, that's how I read it. But regardless, I mean, we're still in the same area there. However, on the heels of that conversation, the other like general or senator whoever that character was that like rolls up on him and is like you made the right choice you know this is the right thing right and then they announced the new guy 
Right, like so he's like, clearly a scumbag. Right. He was just trying to get the shield back so yeah. that they could use it for someone you, else. Is what he's we don't saying, want you. Right. Here, yeah. here's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in how far this show is going to go with its social commentary. Interesting. Carry on. You have in the comics, you have Sam Wilson, Mm -hmm. black superhero, never gets the opportunity to take Cap's place until we get to the late 2000s. Right. Right. Where cap is done and now he's taking his place. And then you see, um, and we touched upon that in our preview as well. Then you see in when he does take that mantle, there's like captain America, Sam Wilson, where that series actually touches on like people not wanting him to be captain America. And like because of his in, in well, that's where it's like, oh, are they being racist? Are they being, you know what I mean? It's just yeah, kind right, of like, right. Um, and there's like the hashtag from like the right wing conservative character crew in the comic, in the comic that's doing like hashtag not my cap. Oh my god, or not my Captain America, which is funny because when this happened in real life. When Sam Wilson, when they were doing this comic book, that was a trending hashtag, not my Captain America from all of those oh people. So God. it's, but I'm, I'm interested to see how far down they go in the show with kind of, well, do people not want him to be Captain America because he's black? Do people not want hmm. him to be like, clearly they don't mind having another Captain America. What right. is it about Sam that makes it they don't want him? Yeah, what's the... I mean, the obvious oh. thing is the color of his hmm. skin. And Absolutely. then you have on top of it, him trying to get the loan and he's right. an Avenger and he can't get a loan from the bank. Also true. And like little things like that where they're not like, pushing it in your face but i just wonder how far yeah, down that road they're it's there go. for you right it's there for you to to see if you know what you're looking for um but so i think all right i think there's a couple interesting things here and and these are tones that were definitely touched on in the first episode so when i was thinking about who's going to be um the guy i was lamenting that it's probably not going to be bucky and I was upset about that. And my, my argument for it was this. And they touch on it, talking about his age. Like he hits on some girl and she's like, well, how old are you? He's like 106. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's talking to the old uh, Asian character. And someone passed away at like 85 years old. He goes, oh, my God, so young. And mm-hmm. you know, it was just like it was funny moments like that. But I thought it would be cute because he could give the same like I'm new to this world vibe that Steve Rogers was giving. Yeah. That uh, you know, that chivalry, you know, old old world 1940s kind of aspect. However, the flip side of that also touched on in this show, which so it was an excellent kind of balance, is Sam Wilson would make a great captain america because of a lot of what's going on in the world today and and some things that like 
it should be addressed and would make perfect sense. And he was given the shield. Um, let me ask you this. Let me put it to you this way. If you were to predicate your decision on who you want to be Captain America, not on ethnicity, color, race, creed, religion, anything like that, not on character name, not on Sam Wilson, not on whatever, but solely based on which character do you want to see continue on? Do you think you'd have more fun watching uh, Anthony Mackie be um, the Falcon? Or do you think you'd have more fun watching, I forget his name, Bucky Barnes be the Winter Soldier? And like for me, I enjoy everything Anthony Mackie's doing as the Falcon. I could kind of take or leave the Winter Soldier. That's that's a tough. Well, if you're putting it in that, like in those terms, do you only think, those. Terms. Do you think that basically, like in those terms, Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, that character will be elevated because they're Captain America, and Winter Soldier isn't an ideal character like, for you. Like that's I'll, fine. Yeah, but I'll clarify thing, more when we get to Phase Four. Yeah, when we get to Phase Four and we go back to films, you know. I think the Winter Soldier was interesting, but I wasn't going to the movies to see the Winter Soldier. I was having more fun, I think, when Falcon was doing things. Yeah, but so here's here's the thing: if you if you're getting Sam Wilson as Captain America, you're getting him as a combo Captain America Falcon because he's still gonna have the wings right. stuff. He's just he's basically gonna be Falcon with the shield. But Which, then you're like, stuck. But then you're stuck with Winter Soldier, right? That's so that's point. right. I, I get what, where you're getting at. So that's where that's a tough choice when you yeah. pose it that way. Because if you're not a fan of the Winter Soldier as a character, it's yeah. almost like how, how do you look at it? Like you have, let's say, um, you have one good character in Sam Wilson, right, as Falcon, right, and let's just say for argument's sake winter soldier is a zero he's he's not a good character okay right. he's like a fine he he's, he's nothing a good he's not bad yeah. so he's not right. a negative he's not good so he's not a problem right. so he's a zero if you make falcon captain america you, maybe you're like doubling how good that character is okay. or if you make bucky captain america maybe you're making it a positive character now either way you're kind of getting two so i wonder you know what I mean? But Either it's way, like, you're it's like filling out a roster up to two. Exactly. It, it, that's a very tough question. You know, to I answer. think right. So in my mind, I I think I pick up. I think I I think I pick up a Bucky Captain America, and eliminate Winter Soldier as a character in order to keep the power, and like cash draw at the box office yep. of. Uh, I understand. Falcon. I understand the logic is that the Falcon is already a good character. You don't need to do yeah. anything, and you need to improve Winter Soldier yeah, for this thought experiment. And so, by making him Captain America, you'll improve him too. Right. And so you'll have multiple good characters. Um, I get that. I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm like. It's. It's tough for me to separate because I. I think. 
Sam being Captain America is going to be really awesome. And oh, so, yeah, like, absolutely. if I have to absolutely. go just with Sam and, like, I think Winter Soldier is fine. And especially if they could, like, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him now. So, like, yeah. they're starting along the path of he's kind of rehabilitating. He's going to be going through trauma and try to reconcile the sins of his past and what's going to happen there. Like in, in that sense, yeah. you know, maybe they can approve upon him that way. And it does seem like the decision's not going to be fully made on who's sure. going to be cap until towards well, the end of this show. It might be a fun question to revisit at the end. So like, regardless of who gets it at the end, I would still ask the same question because now maybe they've done something with the character of winter soldier over the course of the 10 episodes, whatever it's going to be that like will change my whole yeah. perspective. I, I think the actor is good. I like, I mean, I'm a comic book fan as are you, as are the eight listeners we have, but um, that character, like, I just don't, I fear he's going to be the Hawkman or the Hawkeye of the next phase. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you need uh, you, you every every phase needs a Hawkeye of some sort, you know. I suppose, I suppose. Um, I, yeah, I think you know we'll kind of see what happens. And like the other thing to think about is we haven't even had the two main characters interact yet. So now the other thing to think about for the future of the show, which we're ideally going to have them at least join together in the next episode, I'd imagine is what is going to happen and how are the characters going to elevate each other once it's a partnership and like a buddy cop show. Right. Well, and I, so my, here's my guess, because this is what we do. We speculate my guess of how they get, put together has to do with this therapist. I think she's going to be like, you just need to do something with yourself. And she works for the government, obviously, because remember she said, it's a condition of your being out in yep. the world that you come see me. So I think she works with the government and she is does. like, we're going to partner these two together for hit this guy's mental health. Yep. And to keep an eye on this other one who blah, but, blah, blah. So she does say in the show, though, when they're talking, like, have you answered Sam's texts right. yet? And he says, right. no. I kind of think that it's going to be Bucky will see on TV, too. Like, see the same thing that and Sam saw. Text. And then he's going to finally, like, okay, I need to reach that out. Makes sense. That What's makes going sense. on here? Um, I don't know. Going to be Going to be interesting stuff. Also, like... Here's another thing, and I saw that this. I thought this was a interesting point that someone made um, online. Was like, why didn't Tony leave any money to the Avengers? Yeah, like, how did that? How does that work? Like, way to be a jerk. Sam Wilson is working for the government, right? Like, he's doing missions for the government. Right. He's not getting paid for that. Like, how is he getting Parker still paid for tenement? that? But it's like, he can't. He needs to go up. out and get a loan, but he works for the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And then, like, I agree with so you. there's the, that portion where what, he's just doing free work for the U.S. government, and yeah. on top of it, there's the fact that like Tony could have easily given each Avenger like a million dollars. 
without breaking a sweat with without nothing yeah. like and that fixes all of of sam's issues with his business yeah. and um, homegirl's still alive like she's just what being selfish nicole not nicole kidman yeah, well that's right? the thing too then it's like i'm sure pepper would would pepper. do it but like she's not thinking of anyone else right now. i don't know maybe she's going through a lot she just lost her oh, she's a single parent now please. and she just lost her the love of her life but she's she's sitting she's in a, up there with her velvet slippers yeah. just bombing around that tower please um last point the uh flag smashers yes seems like they're them they're the main villains but also um you had the laf which i don't know what that stands for yet but that's um batrock yeah. was is the main guy there who he, he was uh, in um captain america winter soldier actually right. the beginning of that movie um and then uh, like we know we're gonna get uh baron zemo at some point too later well, on which i can't wait for that um it seems like the flag smashers they like i, I kind of like how they're approaching it they have an idealistic goal right where like right. they want the entire world to unite as one rather than everyone have being divided into multiple countries having their own flags that's why they're the flag smashers right yeah, it's a they're dismantling the idea of nations idea. Right. basically um, why they hate on captain so much yes that being said like you can't smash a flag really <laughs> you tear it up it's maybe the, it's what and, it stands like, for interesting sir. interesting but interest. the the LAF, I don't think they're going to be a thing. I think they're like the red herring that ends up getting boxed into the Flag Smasher group because uh, all they do is take advantage of the blip. They're just out for cash. They're doing cash grabs. I got you. I got you. That's what they're doing. Okay. I, or I wonder if they get rolled into whatever Zemo's doing too because yeah, we haven't seen true. him yet either. And we, we and he's got to get some funding together. And we haven't heard from Agent Carter yet either, which we know both of them are appearing. Hmm. Um, okay, well, I think I we can... for Zemo. Yes, sir. I think we could leave it at that for... Um, I, I for think so. I'll, I'll, I'll end with this notion. Uh, I felt like it was more cinematic than... WandaVision, not that mm -hmm. one is better than the other, just yes. the appearance. This felt like a movie more than the WandaVision felt like a movie. Oh, yeah. Especially that yeah. first, that opening sequence, which was well, awesome, definitely. by the way. I, well, and it I was Iron it. Man. I thought they did such a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did a great job with that intro and like to what Falcon's been doing and kind of his skill set really being highlighted he hasn't mm. like fully had a chance to shine in the movies like he's done some stuff in the movies but yeah. this was like his best moment as a superhero that we've seen so far like this was him at his best i i felt like i agree i totally agree with that um okay let's do some rolling or trolling but first we do I do want to highlight that we had an actor pass away last week, Yafet Koto. Yeah. Passed away, best known for Aliens, Live and Let Die. Um, I recently watched, as per your suggestion, mm. about a month ago, Midnight Run. Um, 
Yeah. Very sad to see. He was a he was a, a good actor and and in some some good stuff. He absolutely was. He so like you said, uh, Alien, um, Midnight Run, uh, Live and Let Die. He he was in a um, he was in a movie with uh, Harvey Keitel about union workers that was tremendous back in the seventies. The name will come to me, but he was like a big guy. He was a big man, mm -hmm. but he was nimble, like as yeah. an actor. Uh, physically, his ability to transform kind of in and out of uh, serious tones, comedic tones within the same scene. Um, one of those people that I consider, and this is not, a, this is a compliment, like this is not a negative thing. Um, there are some actors that are better than the lead actor in their movie but yep. they're not good lead actors themselves. And I think Yafet Koda was right. the best thing in whatever movie he was in because he was often just to the left of like mm -hmm. what was going on and he was adding to it, bringing something and dropping in and having a great line and then banging out. In Alien, he, you know, he was tremendous, but that's, he's one of those people. And, and the king of those people is Val Kilmer, the king of like, just have him be in the movie. Don't have him star in the movie and you will win Oscars that he's the king of that. I put Yafakoto in that, in that range for me anyway. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. You talk about his like comedic uh, ability as well. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think of a funny comparison is w with someone who he co-starred with on uh, homicide life on the street where he has a similar approach to Andre Brower, who yes. is on um, nine, nine. nine, nine, where you could imagine him basically being in that role, that same role where Definitely. he's the stoic, serious, um, like dry humor, uh, type of character um that's kind of what he would his ability is um very interesting to think about how they Absolutely. were both um starring in in a show together and how similar they were um anyways r.i.p to to yafet kodo r.i.p um, indeed let's do some rolling or trolling starting with kevin feige officially shutting down the rumors that Chris Evans will be returning to play Captain America? Uh, well, trolling, because I think you never, you never tip your hand, like keep everybody guessing, keep everybody thinking what's going to happen at the end of the series. Is he going to come back for a second? Is he going to be old cap and give some sage wisdom? Uh, which I guess could still happen because he said he's not going to play Captain America. That doesn't mean he won't play Steve Rogers, but you know, but I like I'm trolling it that way. Cause I think you're, you're putting yourself in a box, but I'm, I'm rolling with the idea. You know, he did his bit. Let's move on. Let's get something yeah, else. I'm going to, I'm going to slow troll it, I guess, because I want Chris Evans back. But at the same time, just because Kevin Feige says he's not going to be back. Doesn't mean he won't be back. That's true. Like maybe right now he won't be, but who knows five years when, from now, whatever. When he needs the money truck, maybe back up to his house, he'll be back. Venom 2 
has been delayed from June 25th to Rolling. September 17th. Um, Rolling the delay. Why is it, why is that? Curious. Because I Venom didn't did not do it for me. Oh, I liked Venom. Did you? You know what it is? I thought me? it was good. I thought it was weirdly good. Like it's a it's a good bad movie. To, oh, all right, now that's an interesting conversation to have. First, Tom Hardy. It, fully committed. Did, he, he fully committed, but does not always do it for me. My favorite Tom Hardy performance is Mad Max. When he doesn't speak. Through the whole film. Yeah. That's the best Tom Hardy performance I've ever seen. And, and I legitimately love that film. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, to be specific. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm not clamoring. I didn't really quite need it. Are they tying it into... Uh, the the Tom Holland world. Do we know? It, it will. It, yeah, Venom Two will be kind of because we know that Michael Keaton's in it, right? From the tra- oh no, we know he's in Morbius. Morbius, but we're pr- presuming that Tom Holland is making some sort of presence known in Venom Two, but we don't know that concretely i'll slow roll for the sake of of this young boy's career to keep tom holland from from living on the streets i think he's gonna be fine i'll slow (laughs) i feel like he i I feel like he's gonna be fine he's gonna be playing spider-man for the next like it's early 10 years um according to director adam wingard of the upcoming face-off sequel I'm John Travolta first. and Nicolas Cage are both interested in returning. Uh, uh, I'm rolling. Here's I would love if they if they need me to fly there and work as a grip or a coffee runner or do some script punch ups, some edits. I'm their man because I think this is genius. I think this is what America needs right now. Uh, it's going to bring us back to a simpler time and I'm all in. I don't care how they revive uh, Caster Troy, which is uh, Nick Cage's character. Spoiler alert. I don't care if aliens zap him back to life and de- drop him in downtown LA and John Travolta is fresh from an Adele Dazeem concert. I'm ready <laughs> For that movie, I'm ready to watch it. How yeah. ca- are you not going to have fun? How can an American it's, sit and watch this film and not and not have fun? Have fun, right? It's a, it's something that I feel like certain franchises did not. I don't know if because they weren't popular enough at the time, but they missed out on like franchises that had like absurd concepts to begin with yes yes and but didn't keep making movies like nowadays those like go do really well right you have like the john wick series which are great um you don't like it but you have fantastic four or or not fantastic four uh, fast and furious um you have now like the mission impossible movies are all ridiculous in their own right like all of these movies and like something like face off that has an absurd concept can absolutely come back like that's what we want more sequels of like i don't need 
a coming to America two because coming to America one is a classic. classic. Like it's a crazy concept, but like with comedies, it's more difficult because when you're doing the same thing, because it has to be funny. And so a joke being repeated isn't as funny as the original time, but with action movies where it's not like you can repeat stuff in action movies just because it like looks cool. Yeah. So it's a different, like it's a different thing than trying to retell a joke. There's a reason why people stayed with the franchise all the way to Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, seven or six, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Uh, it's preposterous. It's ridiculous. He finds new ways. He does this and anything. But you come back because you're like, ah, what, you know, what, what how something are they you're familiar do with? Something you're yeah. comfortable with. And it's like, okay, let's see and this it's version. Ridiculous. Of this now. And it's your yeah. thing. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I am, I do want to see it. I have so much love for the first one. But my opinion is whatever they do in this is not even going to affect the first one at all. Like, no. it's just not. Um, lastly, and this should be a nice transition into our Snyder Cut talk. Um, but let's, to for this rolling or trolling let's stick with just what i'm mentioning in this rolling or trolling and then we'll talk about snyder cut um zach snyder has said that in his planned third justice league or in his mind what the third justice league would be superman and lois's son would have been born without powers and would have become the new batman Huh. Well, he's also I, said some like crazy stuff just in general about what his ideas were. Like he yeah. wanted Superman to have a mullet and WB wouldn't allow it. That's a good choice by WB. Yeah. Those those yeah. Warner Brothers are uh, they're yeah. on top of it. Um I am trolling that. Uh, I'm trolling that because we've yet to see uh, a successful transition of power from Bruce Wayne to another character already in canon without introducing this new idea mm-hmm. that will then eventually work its way into yeah, comics. Yeah, the closest is is what, Batman Beyond? Right. Well, I mean, but, you know. You have that. You have You have that. And that's in canon. But I mean, in the comics, you know, certain of the Robins have picked up the mantle at one time or another. You know, there's the Bat family that there's the extended group. Um, I'd rather do that successfully before I introduce this Mm -hmm. new thing that'll be done and redone and redone. So I'm kind of trolling that. Yeah, um, I I just like slow your roll, Zack Snyder. Like we get it. You came out, you got your director's cut out. Like good for you. Maybe you're going to be getting a sequel who knows but like just let's let's calm down a little bit like there's certain well let's not count the let, chickens dude let's uh, yeah let's let's get into the Snyder cut and i have a suggestion for how we can discuss this film because this is a large film mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about take several if, naps if you think between. this is a good idea we'll go with it but if not um, we don't have to i think we should go character by character Oh, okay. And kind of discuss the film from that lens, but by going character by character, we will also be able to be able to discuss more general aspects of the films as well. 
I, all right, I like it. Does that make Let's sense? Do that. Yeah. Good. Okay, I, cool. I will I will let you pick the first character and provide your examples here. So let's start with with Batman. Okay. Did we see a major change between Batman in this version versus Batman in the last version? I would kind of argue no, not really. Um, I just, like, we were kind of talking about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. We watched this together. We did a... Yes, we did a collective watch. Yes, a collective watch. And we were talking a little bit about... um, Batman and how he's used and mm-hmm. and stuff in the Zack Snyder movies and um, there is a comic book writer on Twitter who I think framed it really well where he basically said like he has a lot of issues with how Batman is approached in this um, Zack Snyder's iteration of Batman where he you know is cursing and uses guns and kills people which he says yeah. is like, that is not Batman. That's not right. historically, that is in Correct. no way or shape or form Batman. However, he now views the Zack Snyder films as like alternate universe one-offs. So similar to like Superman. I like that. The red yeah, the sun, red sun under the like red sun. where he, you know, in an alternate universe where he lands, lands in, in Russia, Russia instead, yeah. like things like that. That's how he views this so that he could kind of like, come to terms with what Batman's doing in these movies. So, okay. I, I support that because that helps me digest it. That definitely helps me digest it more. Um, here's my feeling on Batman. One, there's some historical precedent for him going too far. Like in, in the BVS and the Batman versus Superman, where he's like, he's uh, branding people with the bat symbol. Yeah. Um, there, like, there's a comic series. I'm forgetting the arc, but where he he goes too far, and like the Bat Family that I mentioned before, sidelines him, and is like, you need to. This is you're out of control, and they kind of take him out of the game, and um, yeah, at different points they take over until he comes back. So then you have a different Batman for like I guess it was like two years or something, and then he came back. So, but but obviously that wasn't where they were going. Um, they, they were, they went down a road where this wasn't considered too far for him. And this this was just just how he is. Right. So that's not good. That's not what we want. Like people thought he went too far, but that's just what he did in general. He just, just it seems like that was his MO the whole time. So I'm not fine with that. He does break bones, you know, Yeah. he does break bones. Um, but no. So anyway, but my, here's my issues with Batman. Uh, the positive is I think the costume was excellent. I costume think the bat, looks dope. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I wish it wasn't in this film because I think they could have done a great job with it. Uh, I think they beefed it up a little bit more. They should have just had it be like a regular body. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Batfleck. I mean, Ben Affleck's a good actor. I just think he had some crap dialogue and some crap stuff to deal with here's what i would say about his performance i would disagree with you uh i would say that we do have a different batman in this than we did in the original cut okay i think that because he is a little bit more friendly i thought i thought he was a little less dark you know, okay, he, I could see that. It was all, yeah. I mean, there's that moment of like, do it. 
you know, do it yep. and get it done. All this stuff kind of being commanding, but also he, he's not, what's the word I'm looking for in the, in the last one, he was broody. And then they have that one moment when Superman comes back and it's like a bromance. It's like a, it's like he's right. happy to see him again. It's like a cute moment. But in this one, it was all chummy. It was all like, you know, emotionally available Batman, which is something new. Yeah. A lot of walking That's around fair. without the cowl on. Uh, so, no, I, I disagree with that. I don't okay. think they did. I, good, I could see I that. I don't think they served him well. I don't think they served him well. Um, how about Superman? You have a lot to say about Superman <sighs> and, and, and his portrayal in this, and I'm sure in the last one too. Um, but what, what's Here's, your take on, on Superman in this? He did, we don't get him until like part five, part right, five. Correct. Yeah. Here's, here's the, here's the definitive answer on, on Superman, uh, in this film. They gave us, so let's talk about the black suit. No, no, forget. We'll get to that at the last Henry Cavill is about as interesting to watch as paint drying okay and and i put paint drying ahead of it because every once in a while you'll look at the wall and be like oh no is that going to dry a different color than this side of the wall and then you have a little bit of emotion and then you realize no it just dries all together and becomes one color when I'm watching him, I never have that moment of like, oh, is that? No, I never have that moment. I don't enjoy him. Uh, if you want an Englishman that has emotional range, cast Michael Caine as Superman. If we're going to force it on, on the English population and not find and, an, you know, go with Brandon Ralph or uh, Christopher Reeve or somebody like we're spoiled. That's our problem. We're spoiled. But he's he's the big hard body. And he's not like the every man. He's not the every American. He's not the truth, justice uh, fighter. He's just sad. Like he's broody. He's Batman. -y. He's a better Batman than a Superman. And so when he comes back, uh, he goes nuts. Fine. That's okay. He's, you know, they just woke him up. He's coming back to life. He's figuring things out. Slash, when Flash runs up on him, He's fighting with everybody and then his eyes turn and Flash is like, oh, Jesus, he sees me. And uh, even though I'm speeding towards him, here's my problem. Yes, Superman can run almost as fast as Flash. Like that's part of his powers. And they've had they've had marathon races in the comics and in the cartoons. But if you're not moving at super speed and you're just moving at regular speed, you can't then like I don't get the switch. Right, you can't. Well, I actually want to talk about that later on when we talk. When about we the get flash. the flash, we'll yeah. go. All right, we'll, we'll reserve that. I, I want to talk about so, how they approach super speed. Right. So then let's 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 talk quickly about uh, his interaction with Lois. Do you want to do Lois on her own, or you want to lump? No, her no, in? no. Let's. We can okay. include. So Lois, waste of time, um, waste of time. She does not have the Margot Kidder uh, charisma, um, but. I think it went over everybody's head was the pregnancy test in her. Yeah. In her, which is nice. Uh, goes back to what 
Zack Snyder was talking Snyder about said. in our rolling or trolling segment. So there's obviously going to be, if we get a sequel or something, the child, you know, the the Superman Returns of it all. The, there's a child yeah. there. Um, but regardless, it's another Martha situation, right? Where he only cares about her. She's the link to humanity, which there's something to be said for. And the black suit. I mean, it was in the comics. It was a regeneration suit, or I'm forgetting the term, but I, it just did nothing for. It. He did, you know. Yeah, I, it's I'm. Like, it's, it's, I'm yeah. with you. Uh, who like? What is? I I think you give a good um, summary of this, so I'd like for you to share with the listeners what, like, outside of the Zack Snyder verse, what makes superman superman like what oh. is a good version of yeah su- or a representative version of superman so and and i i won't harp on this like i'll just talk about the ideals but the best representation of superman was the christopher reeve superman that's what everybody should aspire to brandon ralph for what that movie was did a good job but here's what it is without using any person example like without right. just, i'm just from uh, like yeah. from the, the from dome, the source material from the source material superman is a midwestern american he's he's johnny carson okay he's the midwestern guy that everybody's comfortable being around he's a you know clark kent is the disguise superman is the real person so he's mild-mannered he's kind he actually cares about the people. He loves his adopted planet, but in particular, his adopted country, because this is a guy that has the option to fly and live anywhere he wants, chooses to stay in America. So you need somebody that represents uh, the, the love and, and equality and opportunity that can be found in this country. Like that's what you need. Uh, Superman is all a hundred percent ideals, all ideals, all the best you can be all the, like lean into it. Don't, you know, it's like, I often complain because it's like, it's like you're writing for God. He can just do everything Mm -hmm. and he snaps his fingers and he solves everybody's problems and blah, blah. But that's the character. So either lean into it, and and give you something that everybody can get behind and feel good about or don't do it like this yeah. broody uh he could turn on a dime he can go evil he can go blah, 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 blah. like the whole thing that makes it shocking in in superman 2 with christopher reeve when you get evil superman for a second the whole reason that's shocking is because what a nice guy this was mm-hmm. what a beautiful man what a nice guy what is like that's what makes it shocking. Not, well, he was broody and then he turned. So I guess I could see how he did that. No, you're supposed to be surprised. So that's my, that's my sum up. He's just, he's one giant ideal. Yes. And he should look like a human. He shouldn't look like a bodybuilder. What's interesting about that too is like, he's basically, when you really think about it and put it in the terms that you, you put it in, he's DC's Captain America. Yes. Just with yes. crazy powers. That's and people a great don't, analogy. People don't put the his representation of America, like they don't rel- 
late that or associate that with Superman as often as they probably should. Right. Because they yeah. go with the, yeah. oh, he's an alien angle. He's from Krypton, like all this stuff. But like they don't go with like the American side of things right. with Superman very often, especially with the past couple iterations of Superman and, that we've gotten. And that's the thing. And the one thing they, they haven't done since the 70s is he chooses us. Like his parents ship him off the planet. He crash lands here. And then there's like a period where he goes and explores the galaxy to look for like to look for himself, to find himself, you know, but he chooses humans he ch- and he chooses America. Like this is where he chooses to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they just haven't played with that in a, in a satisfying way for me anyway. How about Wonder Woman? I actually, so here's what's your thoughts. Like, I thought Wonder Woman was fine in this movie. What I think about her in this is she's almost a representation of how often Zack Snyder goes to the same well. Yeah, okay. For instance, you have her bracelet clang that she does that move that sends out a huge vibration to like shockwave people yeah she does that minimum five times absolutely in this movie absolutely like he's going to slow motion Uh, if you cut out all the slow motion you cut out an hour of this movie with the amount of slow motion that's in this like so she's kind of like they go back to the well a lot especially with her character and i feel like that's that was that was kind of an overall problem I had with this film is how often they just kept doing the same stuff over and over again. Definitely. I, I think you're hundred percent right. And I'll, I'll throw this in too. her theme. Every time she crash lands or does something that like um, battle cry that like female mm-hmm. battle cry um, is powerful once, you know, or right. twice, but every time, she did something it was like and it just didn't you know it, it lost it uh so you're absolutely right yeah that's she's a great example of him going back to the well too many times however and i think you'll probably agree with this my opinion of her character in this film is she was served better here than in wonder woman yeah. 2 yeah i would say that she i enjoyed her more in this movie than i enjoyed her in wonder woman 84 but that's also because i really didn't like wonder woman 84 well and this and the worst part of it was she was the least interesting thing in her own movie you know which again not not a gal gadot problem that's a writer's problem yeah that's a that's a director's problem so yeah, I, I think as as far as the character goes, made sense. You know, she's probably the oldest character there. So the fact that she has this ancient knowledge and finds these ruins and has all that, that was all making sense to me. Like mm-hmm. that, that that wasn't the part I was getting hung up on. You know, so she probably she probably came out the best. How about Cyborg? Much used much more prominently in this film. Like yeah, the absolutely. the difference between how cyborgs used in this film compared to the original, it's it's night, night and day. day. He night he day. is he's an actual he's not a supporting character. He no, is one of element. the main characters yeah. in this movie. Um, I which think, apparently all that footage was filmed. They just did not use it. Which first. like 
here's the here's the not to like get into it but just to like touch on it quickly that difference does not bode well for josh whedon's side of the ray fisher complaints i agree but i will say this there was some of that we could have cut out yeah, absolutely. Without a I, doubt, I, without you know, a doubt. Yes. But I, I do think it is interesting to see yeah. how yeah. how much of him was cut, so and how much he was minimalized in Whedon's right. version, where he's like a central part of Snyder's version. Certainly is. I think there was no booyah in this movie. And there was no booyah. There's no booyah. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame because it is the catchphrase of the character. But um, I, so I think, I think as a character, he was better served in this film than the original. Uh, I do think his best moments were probably the moments he was having with his father, who was also mm-hmm. a good actor. Um, but again, and we did talk about this when all that stuff was breaking. Like, and it's hard to emote as a cyborg. So Mm -hmm. I'll give, I'll give a little bit of credit here too, but he wasn't like, it It just, it's not a, he wasn't selling it for me. Well, I also, I really didn't like the CGI of him. That maybe that I don't think it looked very good. It's also like, he's like super skinny. Yes. For a cyborg, which didn't make sense to me. Right. Like, uh, it should be a little clunkier, which like a lot of the um, a lot of the special effects in this movie didn't hit. Well, there's a couple that like look great, but mm-hmm. then there's uh, there's other portions of special effects where well, it's like, what were they doing? Yeah, let's we'll get to that. Like yeah. when we get to when we get to dark side and and um, Steppenwolf Steppenwolf. We'll talk effects. Yeah. Because they're they're total effect generated characters, I believe. Yes. Maybe some, you know. I'm sure they're people. like in a suit, like motion yeah. capture or something. Motion capture. But um, uh, so uh, to close out Cyborg, I would have preferred they made him actually look more like the original character, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more human. It's human and a little bit more like, a, like an actual body, like a yeah. bulky. Yeah. So that he appears as though he's, you know, a person. Right. Like he's like in in this movie, he's like clunking around and stuff like yeah. that. But you wouldn't imagine something that that sleek, like being that clunky, you know, it didn't it's, yeah. didn't and, f- quite fit. And he was like tossed aside by Superman and it kind of looked like scrap metal. It didn't look like a person was being tossed. Um, so it's a shame. I don't think he was. I think the actor was served better in this film. I don't know if the character was served better. Fair. Very fair. That's, that's how I feel. Uh, like, I think the character know. was served better as well. I think just the fact that he was a yeah. more prominent. More prominent role. And had a bigger part in the movie. Um, yeah. He was the most glaring likeness to Zack Snyder's Watchmen which is an actual good mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Because well, that's what mm. that, but, but here's the thing. That's what that movie was. He tried to make justice league that, 
Okay. And, and this is another example of decide what you want to be. Yeah. And don't like, he went back to the well that worked for him. And people complained and pissed and moaned and all that, but it was generally a fairly decent film. Um, but don't, but this is a different thing. Like, don't do right. that. And it was so obvious. I mean, there were whole scenes that were like lifted from that movie in the graveyard. Um, there's even a connection. Like one of the gravestones is the same as when the comedian from yep. the Watchmen goes to the thing. Like it just, you know, I was watching it and I felt like, oh, come on, man, do something different. Like, you stop. Yeah. Um, the, okay, The Flash. You take this one to start because I, you're a Flash guy too. I know you enjoy Flash. So here, here's the thing. Uh, one, I'm not like a, that big of a fan of his portrayal in this. I think he's mm. a little too spastic. Ezra Miller. Um, Ezra Miller, as far as like, I think they go a little overboard yeah. with that. Um, they go borderline and vacillate between him being an idiot, but also him, he like, he's a genius too. So like that, I I don't know. Like they go again, going to the well a lot where they have like the nerdy spastic character where you have that with um, the flashes that they've turned Lex Luthor into that with Jesse Eisenberg, like kind of things like that not not a big fan of that Agreed. Um, but the super speed the way they do it does not make sense so the way that super speed is portrayed in this movie is it it's not the the character going super fast it's everything around them is slowing down right which that's not how super speed works so like there's a moment where um, Iris West. They they have their first they introduce meet Iris cute West, yeah. where she is launched out of a vehicle, <laughs> right? From that's hit by a tr- yeah hit, hit by a truck that that is sideswiped. Also, they do that twice mm-hmm. that a car gets t boned in this yep. movie again, doing the same Back thing over and well. over. So, Iris West gets launched out of her car and he goes and runs at super speed to rescue her but he's doing all this stuff in slow motion like moving her arms and brushing her hair to the side and stuff like that that if he actually like in real time he would break her arms because of how fast her arms have moved into the position that he's moved them in you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's 100% right. That's one of the things that upsets me. And and if you're currently interacting with characters and like holding them because you're you're in a fight with them and then you turn your eye to see the super speed guy coming at you in super speed, how are your eyes the only thing that's moving super speed but the yes. rest of you isn't? That right. makes no sense. Right. Exactly right. Like and, this dude and you, has and, lightning and how you coming react out of him without killing everybody. This dude has lightning coming out of him from going so fast, yes. but he can brush his love interest's hair out of the way and not set it on fire. Right. I just like I, yeah, it doesn't I make any sense. It doesn't line up. 
does not line up. Does not like, line up. and they've done in movies. They have done like Quicksilver. They have done yes. well, like in the Fox movies. They've done a really good job. It's really interesting. It's funny. It's entertaining, and it's in slow motion. But no one else is kind of like moving in moving. slow motion. If that makes sense, I don't That's know. Right. I just think there were aspects of of it like that just didn't line up um, as far as how they portrayed slow motion. I, there were a number of examples where he's moving supposed to be moving really fast, yeah. but like it's, it never they lined all, up correctly. They all try and steal from Quicksilver. If you notice. Yes. Because one of the, cause again, you know, some people complained about those X-Men movies. Uh, the, the, um, Who's the Scottish kid that played the Patrick Stewart part? Oh, uh, McAvoy. McAvoy. The McAvoy X-Men. But there were some good elements in there. And that was one of them. Like, that's yeah, what it should look like. Yeah. You know? And they all and try. And he does stuff where that. he moves things. And yeah. he, he's doing little things, like putting stuff in people's hands. And then, like, like all yeah. of a sudden, it's there. But, like, I, I don't know. The but way that it's approached frozen. there is not. Right. They're not in motion. Well, and they're not right, and then and no other character is then pivoting and dealing with that. So I'm I'm good with it. With that, um, I, I think it was bad bad example. The spastic thing, I think you're 100 right. I would reference, uh, in the modern day, Kevin Hart, but he's a comedian, right? So and like, it's like Ezra Miller of, isn't right, and it's not. You know, no offense. Like, if that's what they're telling him to do, it's not his mm-hmm. fault. But either be charming, for example, Grant Gustin, charming. kind of a, a charming, a lovable yeah. nerd. Yes. And, and, you know, forgets his name when he's around pretty girls. Okay. But not, not spastic, not right. a, not a spaz. Uh, Kevin Hart can do that kind of like, quick reactionary comedy um you know other comedians have that about them but it just didn't fit with that character it's like a bad like spider-man you know how spider-man he's got that nervous energy and yeah. he'll just he'll yeah. start talking like in battle he'll have this because yes. he's nervous he'll have like these witty lines that he's saying to make himself more comfortable and whatever. But right. this is like a different type of nervous energy where he's just constantly like going crazy. Shaking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That was, that was a poor decision. Um, Aquaman. I don't think we need to go too deep on Aquaman. No, no, no pun don't. intended. Um, <laughs> I think he, I, I like Aquaman in both movies. I Aquaman for whatever reason, out of all the, the Snyder verse and this, this DCEU for me personally, he's my favorite. I think yeah. it's, it's something to say. Like they, they managed to make a character that generally is seen as lame um, as cool, but without it like feeling forced, which would be a easy thing to do. I agree. Is like trying to turn something universally panned, mm-hmm. right? As like, oh, lame. He talks to fishes, blah blah blah, and trying to make that cool, like that probably would not have a high success rate. So I give right. them credit for I, doing it successfully. Here's here's how ridiculous everybody thought it was in the world in the early two thousands in the television show entourage, the guy got famous by playing Aquaman. 
Yep. Because they all thought, well, there just there will never be an Aquaman movie, so that's what will make him. We'll make him the Aquaman right. character, and that like that was the whole joke of the series at the beginning. Um, yeah, I I think he did fine. Like I I enjoyed him. I think he probably missed a step in this version because they took out like a dialogue, a, a set of dialogue he had, which was really good when he was with the group and talk about his feelings. Cause he didn't know he was sitting on the, uh, the lasso of truth. But at the end of the day, and I said this to you, I think they should have went with his orange, like the true color, like brighten it up. Yeah. They, but I think it did line up at, at least with the continuity because he didn't, get that uniform yet until like the aquaman movie because he wasn't king yet oh so that's right because justice league happens prior to Uh, his solo film i forgot you know it's been three years since it came out yeah crazy since justice league came out right (laughs) oh my goodness okay all right interesting so i think it lines up actually um okay let's get into steppenwolf and dark side which Steppenwolf just uh, essentially gets owned this entire movie by everyone, for yes. the most part. He he gets the he gets, you know, he's basically Darkseid's, you know. Uh, I I don't know. He's just like subservient to Darkseid. Darkseid's always just, you know, basically trashing him, and in the end, yeah. like could save him or help him out because he's standing at the portal, the, the teleportation portal, whatever it is, just watching him get his butt kicked by all of these superheroes and just like, eh, yeah, I'll get these guys later, I guess. He'll be fine. So, all right, but let's talk about that. It, again, the between Justice League and this movie, there's about what? An hour and 45, almost two hours of extra time. Yeah. Okay. Because the Justice League, I think, ran two hours. Or so. Probably like two but, hours and change. Yeah. So one of the changes was the opening sequence. I believe in the original, it opened on the battle of uh, like all those armies. Man. Yes, that Amazons, original right. battle. Mm-hmm. Which we get like halfway through or in the middle, we see a flashback. So that was a change. In this movie, it opens with the the flashback to Superman dying, his voice ringing out and waking up the boxes. Okay, the reverberation. Right. Which, in theory, would have destroyed all the foundations on the planet, but we'll, we won't yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Regardless. Uh, and Steppenwolf shows up in, uh, you know, in Themyscira and just blows out of there with a mother box that they're holding on to. Here's the problem. The conceit of this film is that Steppenwolf is paying back a debt that he owes to Darkseid. He needs to essentially consume or subdue 50,000 worlds uh, in, in a, in a, you know, a universe of trillions, apparently mm-hmm. um, to get back into the good graces. But, the anti-life equation, which in the comics is what will take away uh, 
our free will and make any sentient being subservient to whoever controls the equation, dark side. Apparently the equation is on earth. Dark side doesn't know this or doesn't remember this. He decides to come to earth after uh, Steppenwolf tells him. Okay. So now Steppenwolf's back into the good graces without getting the 50,000 worlds. That's the conceit of the film. Here's the problem. In the flashback, they digitally replace Steppenwolf with Darkseid. So in the original Justice League, it was Steppenwolf that lands on Earth, battles those armies, gets kicked off, and then he comes back again because he's pissed. All right? Right. In the Snyder cut, it, they replace him with Darkseid. So Darkseid knows Earth. And right. he does the smash and the whole thing. The equation shows up on the ground. So how does he just forget? How does he not know that Earth is the one the one place yes. he got defeated? How does exactly. he know that's where the... Like, he doesn't know that's where the um, equation is. Also, what where power... Like, what power does a equation have? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, you can't... Like, okay, you write it on a chalkboard. What is that yeah. now doing? Like, is it all of a sudden conjuring something? Like, well, are you sure now figuring you, like, out how to invent a weapon? Like, you put it on the ground it? and it hit it with a lightning sense. bolt. And I don't know. It Listen, makes bro. no sense. All right? It's it's the whole thing. It's Ooh, like we need to be afraid of math. It's like, like that's right. Oh, spooky. Any sane two plus two would. equals four. I'm gonna use it against the world. What? I don't care for your tone. The point is, the point is, dark side. They blew this. Like I think this was a poor change. Uh, uh, like unless they were making it so that, and they added scenes where, um, Steppenwolf's talking to the character Desad. Uh, and like reporting in, which were new, that wasn't in the original. Who was basically of. Moff Gideon, Exce- essentially Moff Gideon. And Darkseid is Thanos, but then again, I think Darkseid came out before Thanos in the comics. He did. He There's did. a n- notorious did. Marvel and DC for copying each other. Absolutely, like they always did. Like, and I'll it went this. both ways too. It did go both ways. Congratulations to Marvel, because they did it better on screen. But yeah, Darkseid came first. Gotcha. Regardless, the issue at hand is if you're going to have Darkseid be your big bad, which is fine. And if Steppenwolf's going to be reporting to this other character, then why not just have it be Darkseid? Have him have be having a conversation with Darkseid the whole time. Or or have it be like, okay, I'm telling you know, uh, I'm here and Darkseid sent me because he was already on Earth and he wants me to get all this together. Like, forget this. Yeah. I'm just going to bash Dar- Steppenwolf all, th- all day long. Like, it just makes Darkseid They just look did stupid. too much with it. They, they did, did too much. They too much tried to add too, too much to that aspect of it. And especially, like, again, like, there's a portal open for him to walk in with him right. and his army while Steppenwolf is getting beat and they're like, no, I'm going to watch Steppenwolf be defeated, the portal shut. And then him being like, okay, we're going to go the, the old fashioned way to earth. Get on the boat. You could have just gone to earth. You could have been there. You were right there. Right. 
Here's my ultimate issue. The CGI. Dark side looked pretty good. I thought dark side. I'll, the one place where I thought the, the CG looked good was dark side. I thought I he looked awesome. Me and you a hundred percent together on that. Literally. Every other example is crap. Yeah, everything else. Sucked. I mean, and turning Steppenwolf into a disco ball was <laughs> among the worst choices made in film this half of the century like what a terrible idea that was yeah they haven't made they didn't they went over two with oh Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. yeah it was not not good um but and they changed his voice apparently mm-hmm. uh he was voiced by mance raider from or julius caesar from hbo and mance raider from game game of thrones gotcha gotcha HBO's gotcha rome uh, regardless, and the CGI again, looking at uh, even when even when cyborg in human form is like in the dream sequence and walking and all that, it just doesn't nothing fits. It was right. sepia tone at times, black and white kind of. They sucked whatever color was in the original out. I just you're missing the point, gang. Like Justice League is right it is a happy thing and oh just not good not good better than the first better than the first so like the way i described it was like this i gave or the original i think i would give like two stars this i would give half a star better i'll concur um the last thing i want to touch on with this Mm. are the um the epilogue which is basically yes. the multiple post credit scenes that like would be post credit scenes right yeah. um so seemingly in this snyder verse right. there are a bunch of alternate futures that take place yes because we see an alternate future and it's posed as a dream sequence or as a, a premonition that bruce wayne is having right where it's that you know, that sandy, like apocalyptic um, environment that he's there and he's formed a new Justice League where it's him, it's Mira, it's Cyborg, it's the Flash, um, it's Deathstroke, and it's the Joker. Yes. What were your feelings on the Joker? And his portrayal, Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker here compared to Suicide Squad and I guess compared to the other Jokers because that's what we have to do when there's a Joker performance. We need to compare it to everyone else. So, well, let's do this. With that appearance, he holds a record. Sir, do you know what the record is? He has appeared the most times as the Joker. Yes, live action. Live action. He's appeared in two Joker movies, which is more than any other Joker actor. That is correct. Uh, Apart from uh, Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero appeared on the show and then in the film in 1966. But, you know, regardless. So how do I feel about him? Uh, Looked creepy. I think was better than his appearance in uh, the first time we saw him in Suicide Squad. 
What? I said without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so I would say, based off of that, they got me reinterested in a Jared Leto Joker because I had I was done with that. I was like, no, no, not for me. Let's move on to something different. This kind of brought me back in, but the sadness is, it's a dream sequence. So. I don't know. I also don't want to see that happen in real life. Where it's like a team up with Batman, basically. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but that's more of like a one-off for like, again, like a comic, like something happens in a comic storyline. Like right. it's an interesting idea, right? Where the world is basically in a um, Armageddon. Armageddon. Right? And Things you have blown up, yeah. I I'm making the assumption because they allude to it that the, cause they keep saying that Lois is the key, right? So Lois dies and that sets, makes Superman go crazy for whatever reason. And we get evil Superman. Right. And he has, you know, they, cause he finds them at, at the end of that dream sequence before Bruce Wayne wakes up. And yes. so they're, doing whatever and like dark side i guess superman is serving dark side now and all because i guess he's distraught that lois lane died i don't know but it's an interesting thing and they do say like joker says oh all these alternate timelines and you never sacrifice yourself uh, he says that to bruce wayne it's and i wonder if else. like they're they're can they're trying to go back and fix it and the flash keeps having to go back and run back in time and do it over again um it's an interesting idea. Yes. And I would almost rather see that than what we just got from this Justice oh, League movie. Okay. Okay. Because that's that's doing something. That's an interesting that's thing. That's doing I'm something completely that. out like we have not seen before from yeah. one of these movies, kind of. But then at the same time, like you're doing time travel and going back in time and there's this huge big bad that ended the world. Like, that's that's Endgame. I am so it's fine like with that. you know it's like darker, more gothic end Endgame. So yeah, I don't right. know. No, no, I no. Know. I, I maybe I talked myself out of it now. You talked yourself out of it. No, I like what you presented there. I can support that to a degree. Um, I would suggest the only downside is we already saw Batman versus Superman. Yeah, we did. So that's my only fear. Also, we know the answer because it, they say it, he, Batman says it in this film. And then in, I guess it was Batman versus Superman, when we get that dream sequence with Ben Affleck where he wakes up and it's, mm -hmm. it's Flash coming through and he's saying, yeah. bah. And then in this one, he gets it. He's like, Lois is the key. Well, all right. So Lois is dead. You know, or Lois and the kid are dead or they're kidnapped or there's something or whatever. Right. Like, you know, we did it already. She was what brought him back. They didn't really do a good enough job with that. Are we just going to tell the same story again? He goes evil. We need her. Like, I don't know. I'm not I don't know if I'm ready for it. The 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 epilogue. You know, it was just all right. It was just all right with me. Yeah. I, I say, here's how I'm going to close out my analysis of this film. It was disjointed is the word I've been using. Mm -hmm. I think 
you had the opportunity to pour over every scene again. You had all 100% of the material at your disposal. You could craft the best possible film you could craft. And I felt like he just shoved stuff in there for the sake of shoving it in. Yep. I agree with that. O- overloaded and disjointed. Overload. Well done. Overloaded and disjointed. Um, okay. Let's, we'll close it out there. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, let's talk about some suggestions for each oh, other yeah. for this week. We are bringing it back. Would you like to start or should I? Uh, I'll start. I have okay. an interesting one. Okay. Kind of combines. Uh, it's a nice segue. Kind of combines two people that we've been talking about the last two weeks. All right. Uh, and it is a Wesley Snipes film. Remember we were talking about Wesley Snipes? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it is an Eddie Murphy film. Okay. Yeah. They appeared together in, and have you seen, Dolomite is my name. I started it like five minutes of it, and then I got distracted and I never went back to it. But not like you got sick of it. You just got distracted. No, no, no. I just got distracted and other stuff I, was going on and I forgot to go I'll, back and watch it. I'll warn you. I think it's longer than it needs to be. Okay. But it's fun. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. You're going to have fun. Interesting. All right. And I think you're going to see the Eddie Murphy you wanted to see in Coming to America too. Gotcha. So that's I'm excited about that review from you next week okay what do you got for me sir well i have expanded my list a little bit Ah. and i'm wondering like are you in the mood are you in a particular mood for anything Hmm. and we'll see if i have anything that fits your mood well we've had a fair bit of action with our snyder we've had some sadness Uh uh-huh We've had Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. And then we had Eddie Murphy last week. So I guess I could pivot to some kind of romance or a thriller. Or a thriller. You know, doesn't have to be a scary thriller. Could be like a uh, a mystery. Some okay. Mystery. Okay. I think I have something for you and i'm just double checking that this is still streaming on hbo max which i believe it is all right um let me give it one quick look um so and i don't think this is a movie you would have seen oh it's not it's on it's apparently on fx now and it's on fubo tv Okay. I Do you watch things that. on Fubo? I I don't know. I know to. you use Pluto. I do use Pluto. Do I have to That's sign up now. for Fubo, or can I just join? Just I don't know. I don't know. Um, or I could pivot. Let's see if maybe I want to pivot to something else. Well, you know what? This is. I'll pivot. Let's pivot. I'll pivot to something else. This is interesting. This is 
semi thrillery kind of edge of your seat like what is going to happen type of movie um it is a recent release it was put out on netflix maybe like in the past month or so in the past two months it stars rosamund pike rosamund and it stars um who else is in this movie? It has Rosamund Pike. It has Peter Dinklage. Really? And it has Diane Weist. I, let me tell you something. I really do enjoy Diane Weist. I mean, I know it sounds strange. She's a great actress. I think you're really going to enjoy her in this because okay. she is a doesn't take crap from anybody old lady. And... Um, this movie is called I Care a Lot. I Care a Lot. Heard of it? I have not seen it. It is I don't know if I liked it. Okay. It's an insane movie. All right. It's insane. It kind of makes me like scared of like <laughs> what hap- what could potentially happen to people. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give any of it away. It's a very interesting movie at the very least. And I'm interested to discuss it with you. Am I going to? What? Am I going to rant, or am I going to have an emotion? You're not going to have an emotion. Like you're not going to be like it's not an emotional movie where like you're crying or anything like that. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to be one of those two things, you're going to have it will be a rant. But it's just. It's right. very interesting. Uh, I'll say uh, that. I don't want to give anything away. Like, yeah. I okay. want you to, All right, I'm curious. to go in with, with um, and no background on what the movie is about. Fair enough. I will not even research. I'll just dive in. My film is on Netflix for you. Where is this streaming? It's also on Netflix. Netflix as well. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Little plug for Netflix. Cool. Well, that does it for us this week. Thank you guys again for for listening. If you are enjoying the show, if you're a first-time listener, we'd really love it if you would subscribe wherever it is that you're listening. We are on every available podcast platform, including Neil's website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, thescreen.com. Please rate and review as well. That would really help. Um, And... With that said, Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.